AJ and McCall dropped the mic. It's our uh, second podcast, which we're really excited about. We got to talk about Taylor Swift last week, this week. Something a little bit more near and dear to our hearts. Very near and dear to my heart, actually. Uh, arts in school and what needs to happen with keeping the arts in school. Yeah, the importance of it. And we're lucky to have a few special guests, of course, AJ and McCall here. We have Dominic, our videographer. Hello. Yes. And your tie to the arts would be? Yeah, my tie to the arts, I did a lot of theater and improv. Um, in high school, and then obviously getting into videography. I mean, he does great work. If you've Thank checked you. out our Facebook page, you've seen it. And we have, we're lucky to have a teacher come today as well. Yes. Hi, my name is Jordan Keith. I teach choir at Skyview High School down in Smithfield. And I'm I'm Austin. I'm the actual. I'm actually the encore president at Skyview High School. I'm, and so thank you all of you very much for taking the time to, to talk about this. And, and Jordan, if I, we're really happy to have you along because I wanted to just dive right into it because we, we see the statistics, you see the reports all the time, and of course you're in the thick of it. Why is it that you think, just to start with, arts are always the first ones that are targeted when it comes to budget cuts? I think that schools have certain expectations and uh, they just got to meet the standard. They're always thinking about teaching to the test and teachers are so worried about that, especially in those core academic classes that it's easy for them to just think, Oh, well this class doesn't matter. This class doesn't matter. And for some reason arts is a target, like you said, which is very unfortunate. And Austin, obviously you're in the middle of it as a student. I mean, is what do you think when it comes to the student population, when it comes to the arts, like what the thought process is? One thing that I've noticed is kind of schools nowadays, they can more focus on like sports and stuff like that. But Music's kind of just as important, if not more important. Because like, like I was saying before, when we were talking before this, m- music is one of the best hours of my day, personally. Because you go in there and you just feel better about yourself because you can just let loose your emotions. Yeah. Uh, Dominic, if I could ask you, because obviously you're a videographer, so you've taken your craft and turned it into one business. But I think that you've seen, in our field is a fine example, radio is one that's kind of been behind. How have you seen the evolution when it comes to arts involved and being tied in? Yeah. um, What's amazing about the evolution of arts is that it still continues to be a way to communicate and a way to reach people and a way to inspire, uplift, make someone feel something. Um, You know, regarding other subjects, um, like Austin said, yeah, there's a lot of emphasis on sports. Right. And yeah, you can certainly feel something when you watch a sports game. You're very much involved. You want your team to win uh, that competition. And I I think over time, um, you know, the arts has, has really progressed to where... It's uh, that's the reason why I love videography, like making uh, commercials, videos, uh, d- um, documentaries, is because it's this beautiful marriage of audio, music, uh, visuals, photography, all that, all into one. Um, and it's a way to make someone feel something. That's why I got into arts in general. Is I love performing. I love making someone feel something. You're still new when it comes to working with us. Have you found that, like radio, as mentioned, is kind of behind when it comes to integrating all the new media and technology? Have you found that it's a challenge when it comes to that, like convincing people, like, this is a good idea, is another way to tell your story as opposed to tradition? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, like, obviously, radio's not dead. Uh, I just think um, there's different platforms of, of, of ways of communicating. Um, you know, 10, 15 years ago, social media did not exist. Just didn't. 
we were still communicating. <laughs> there were still the arts. There were still ways of, of making someone feel something. But now we have a new avenue. You know, now we have something, uh, another way of communicating, expressing ourselves. So, yeah, I think, uh, like you asked, if people really, um, if, if the radio really wants to expand, it would be behoove them is that a word uh, i believe so <laughs> okay <laughs> to incorporate other um you know mediums uh other ways of, of communicating so uh jordan if i could ask you because he talked about the evolution obviously he's a videographer talked about the evolution of technology being kind of reintegrated back how is the history is because you teach obviously the show choir have you seen it swing back and forth has it been a consistent struggle when it comes to arts trying to find its cut of the pie when it comes to budget and in, in your experience as a teacher you know, I've been really lucky in the schools that I've taught at. Um, I just moved here from Arizona, and I've this is my 12th year of teaching mm-hmm. and 11th year of teaching high school. And um, so I've been doing show choir for the, all these years, and both schools, they've really been very supportive. The kids um, get that support from the administration, from the school. The students love seeing their fellow student body get out on the stage. And, you know, I think... We're going to go back to Glee here, but that really had a big (laughs) surge back, you know, back a few years ago, all of a sudden kids are like, oh, I want to do that. I want to be out there and doing that. And it's interesting you brought up emotion because something that I was thinking about as I came over here, I walk out of the halls sometimes and I see all these other students and I watch them go into their classes and they're the students that I don't get to see every day. They're the students that are just kind of like going through the humdrum every day. And I just think, man, where are you getting your outlet? Where are you getting this, you know, this emotion out? And my kids come in, they come into the class and that's where, like Austin said, it's his favorite part of the day. And I, they're drawn to the room because that's where they get to feel. That's where they get to express. That's where all that emotion comes from. And to have that taken away from students would just be a tragedy, you know, terrible. Well, I had one of my friends actually, one of their quotes that they that they just retweeted this morning said, some kids have all sorts of stress in their life. And when teachers are patient and compassionate, they bring light into the darkness, which is something that I 100% agree with. When you get involved in music, in art, in theater, in these different programs that are keep continually getting cut, I mean, you, you become more sensitive, you become more closer to an like infinite beyond this world and you get more love, you get more compassion, you you get to express yourself in a way that is that you can't so much in an acceptable way in society now. How many times do I say shine the light through the note, right? Uh, I love at that. Least, at least three times <laughs> per class. And that's... It's like, all about like, light. <laughs> it reminds me because like in class, me and you were talking about today, uh-huh. and for one of the songs we have to do, you will be found that where I was, you need to show emotion through it. Mm-hmm. And the song, you will be found, we were singing it that maybe you need to find a certain person, maybe you need mm-hmm. to find yourself. And without music, where would we express that, I guess? Because mm-hmm. like the songs that we're singing for that that show, that's a powerful show. Yeah. And a just really cool for show that, oh yeah. Up. I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, Jordan, you mentioned yeah. how Glee kind of had this explosion effect of interest. Now, do you feel like with, because Dominic is is a fine example of how I think technology and art have kind of merged together with computer graphics and video has kind of come back. Do you feel it's the same way with education in high school or do you think that's something that's still kind of sitting at the college level and it hasn't filtered down necessarily to the everyone education? I, I don't know what the best way to phrase it. You know what I mean? Like that technology. it's become back and important whereas co- like colleges have much more, I think, resources and availability to focus more on like computer graphics and and animation and you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I'm actually really impressed just in the first few weeks here at Skyview, what I've seen, 
the kids know their technology. Um, the executive council put together this video that they that they displayed on their opening assembly. And I went and I found the president and I was just like, dude, how? If I could have had resources like that when I was in high school, I mean, they were doing like effects that you see on the office, you know, like like those TV shows that they watch and like sound effects and like slow-mo. And I was just like, man, I would have loved that as a high school kid. So these kids are, they're getting it. You know, I don't know if necessarily know if it's through teach uh, the school resources. Luckily, you know, we're in an area where the students have their access to that kind of technology and they share it and they, you know, they have their phones, they have their Macs, their, their computers and stuff. And the school's really supportive of that. But I do think I'm seeing a lot of that, um, that, that tech type of technology is preparing students for careers like yourself in videography. And I just think it's really cool that we're seeing people make a living doing something like this. That's exciting. Dominic, you're from Utah and then you left for California. You came back. Do you, I mean, obviously you went to California and when you think of art, I think California comes as one of those places that you think of. Is there a difference? Did you experience? Cause you, you did improv. I think if you told me correctly in California and you came back, were you doing videography in California too? No, actually just, just improv there. And it was, because I started um, with a troupe in, in Salt Lake, right. just outside of Salt Lake, um, and then moved to California. And, and you know, things I've been thinking about, we've been talking, is that arts is a way of building community. It, it, it's a way of strengthening each other. And, and improv is a classic example of that because you, it, it's it's so, anytime I would tell someone, hey, I do uh, improv comedy, they're like, oh, so you like tell jokes. And I'm like, no, 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 no that's stand-up. <laughs> and there's a difference. Stand-up, you're by yourself. You're telling jokes, you have it memorized, and and that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, it's rehearsed over and over. So you're 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 traveling, but yet you're saying the same jokes wherever you go. Improv's different because you have to depend on someone else or a group. And you're building off of each other and you're building the scene together. You're, there's nothing rehearsed about it. Um, and I feel like there's a stronger connection in improv. And and, and this show isn't about comedy, you know, or improv versus stand-up. I'm just Making a point here that art art is very much community driven. Well, do you think that I think you make an interesting point? Do you think that's part of the issue with when it comes to cutting arts that that art is still seen that way? Because McCall and I, of course, were putting in some research to get ready for this podcast, and and people, it seems to be there's still kind of a stereotype that you think of like finger painting and sign of this. Not that painting's useless. (laughs) Don't don't get me wrong. I think painting is very there's plenty of avenues, but like that art still hasn't made that jump in people's minds to like computer graphics or videography and all that stuff that has become so integral into businesses now. Do you think that's part of the problem is the mindset? Yeah, I think I think we all have this label of, well, how are you going to make money with that? Right. How are you going to make a living yeah. with that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's the society we live in. We live in a very business-driven society. It. Uh, in fact, I was just had a conversation with, with my father-in-law. We were talking about business. He said, business is not one plus one equals two. Business is one plus one equals three, meaning <laughs> you have to make profits right. whatever you do. And so I think there's that uh, overlaying feeling of, crap, how how am I going to make a living off of this art? Can I expand on that? Yeah, yeah, please. please. So I think a lot of students today, you know, with the concurrent enrollment classes and, you know, being right here by an awesome university and they, they offer all these cool classes, I think students see that as a jump start, obviously, to their careers and like, let's just get going. I want to get done. I want to gr- graduate high school, having an associates and just ready to jump into the world. And what I'm seeing as a teacher is that students are making the sacrifice of, 
of taking away an extracurricular activity or performance group. And it's really unfortunate because those students that do make that sacrifice and they, they want to rush things, they want to become an adult way too soon. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to me later and they're like, man, I just wish I would have stayed in choir. I wish I would have taken that band class or that drama class, you know, because I have time to be an adult. I didn't have time to finish being, you know, like learning what I needed to learn and having that outlet and stuff. And so, you know, I, that just kind of reminded me of that. That's another another reason why I think education, administration stuff might think, well, it's more important. These kids are wanting to just rush out and get out into their careers and stuff. And and so I think it's important to remember that aspect of it all. So. Well, Austin, can you speak to that as, as a student? Did you face those maybe not so much criticisms, but questions when it came to, well, you know, you're doing choir. Shouldn't you be doing another math class or an engineering class or whatever, a medical class? Well, it's... Actually, one thing when I made uh, this this elite choir last year, um, I was telling my I was so excited about it. I was telling my grandparents, telling everyone, and then my grandma was like, "Wait, what about all your math classes?" <laughs> it's and it, it's a stereotypical grandma thing to say, but it's okay because and that's kind of one thing. Like everyone's like, "Oh, you need to get school done first mm-hmm. and play," which is true to some things, but me you need to you need to do that at the same time because music is a stress reliever. Sometimes yeah. it can be a stressor, but more times than not. It's a stress reliever because it's that's like I was saying before. That's like a channel for your emotions. Like if you really, have, I know there was a time where we actually had our retreat where we went and had our group together, and I was having a rough time, and I was just walking out, and we had the music. I don't know what song we sang. I can't remember, but that definitely helped me get feel better and stuff. And so that's just a way having both. It's a stress reliever, so you can feel better. Well, and you look into the arts type type thing, and you look into uh, the comparison with arts and mathematics and. Um, business and you look look into your future and you look at things that you could be doing to potentially have a career in X, Y, or Z. But the way that I've looked at it, in my theater classes at least, my, my things that I've done with theater, you're creating a product that you have to sell to people. You have to sell this character that you're so-and-so or you're so-and-so and some people suck at customer service. It, it is just what it is. And so they have to put on a face. But... Theater was exactly theater. It was the place that I learned how to act. Theater was the place that I learned how to become scientific, how I became to be like mathematical. You have to learn how to time things correctly with your theater, with your acting, with your performance, with the way that your face reacts to things. It's historic, obviously, because you you use things from Shakespeare and it's language arts. You're learning all of these things and it's business. Theater is a business type thing. And I, socially, I think you can't even put a price on that. I absolutely. Mean, you learn how to interact socially with others that that will help you more and get you further in the world than anything else. Absolutely. So. The the relationships that you create with other people is is what you're worth. I mean, can you speak to that, McCall? Because you talk about taking theater and you took mm-hmm. choir, but now you're in radio and, and I don't know about you. I was blessed that I had the opportunity in high school and college to take radio and fell in love with it. And I don't think you were afforded the same opportunities, but I'm sure you could talk, draw comparisons between how those classes then helped you not only be successful in jobs you had before, but end up where you are now. Well, absolutely, because my theater classes that I was in, uh, the the performance that I was in that was show that was basically about being in a show choir, because we didn't have a show choir, but it was about being in a show choir, so it was the closest thing we had to show choir that we could have gotten. Um, it, it taught me to be more confident, first of all. That was one thing. I struggled with confidence. I know, I know. Everybody's like, yeah, uh-huh, you struggle with confidence. <laughs> but I really did, like, all the way throughout high school. I, I struggled with being confident, and I struggled with 
with accepting myself for who I was and loving who I was and loving the things that I that I could accomplish. And thankfully, my my teacher, I know I shout him out all the time. Uh, Skinner, Skinner, just he did that for me. He helped me become who I am today. And it was just and I'm sure he didn't know it while I was in high school. I mean, I was just like a 17 year old kid. And it was he was one of the big forces, driving forces that made me be more confident, that made me end up loving who I was and being able to be confident enough to walk into radio. I mean, that's how I got my job. I literally walked in and I just said, I want to be a DJ. And <laughs> I got it like four, four and a half years ago, four years ago, however long ago it was. But, you know, that it created this confidence inside of me because I believed that I could do anything because I could act through it until I you know, fake it till you make it. I, think, I was waiting for oh, it. You can go ahead. I think as a principal and as an administrator, that is the number one thing they want students to get out mm-hmm. of going to school. Absolutely. And you're saying you got that out of a performing arts class. Yeah, I got can it from a performing arts class. If that was taken away from you and you were like, sorry, no drama for you. Yeah. Where would that have come? Where would McCall be? I would probably <laughs> still be working in a bank where I worked before, which oh, is fine. Life so, just, uh, which is which was fine, but I mean, I love this. Well, yeah. I can like say to that too. Like, I definitely had some confidence issues last year. I mean, what high schooler doesn't? For I mean, right. being exactly. honest, right. everyone right. doesn't yeah. struggle. Who doesn't? But hey, I, I still do. <laughs> same. But like, I going in last year when I made, like I said before, when I made it, I was I was not confident in myself at all. When I was first asked to like try it out for, shows, I was like, oh yeah, this will be good. I'll have the people behind me. I made the solo, and I remember the very first show I got up there, and I was like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and then the music started playing, and then you, you remember, like, first off, you have all these people. And yeah. you're learning so much from this, so you can just go out and perform and show who you really are. Because, I mean, honestly, nowadays, a lot of people, like, put on a facade. They're like, Absolutely. oh, yeah, this is who I am at school. But when you're doing these arts and stuff, you're showing who you really are. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I mean, I my favorite things to sing and stuff are oldie songs. Mm-hmm. Like, Frank Sinatra and yeah. all stuff like that. I love that. But if I if I were just a walker, I would never in a million years walk around the halls playing that playing a Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. Just trying to walk along, you know, all the weird football players, cool, all those people. I would hey, never, cool. never in a million years would I walk through the halls and play that. Well, music is a piece of your soul. Music is something that comes directly from your soul, and you can't fake that. That's not something that you can just you can just fake. And being in these programs opens up so many more doors for you to just let that out. Like you're not afraid to be who you are because you're like, this is truly who I am. And, and I have no reason to be ashamed of this. Yeah, it's, uh, Austin uh, just nailed why, why I'm a teacher because he said, you know, I never thought in a million years I could get up and do that and put myself out there. And that's, I love more than anything is seeing that kid come up, try out for a solo that just thinks they never in a million years are going to get that solo and then giving them that opportunity, giving them that chance, seeing them in lights on the stage. And they look back at me like, did that really just happen? Oh my gosh. That, that is why I'm here today. You know? So and, like, I can see the things from there. Cause like, I, since I'm president this year, I I'm in a whole new, I'm in a different ballpark. Cause last year I was the very first year doing like serious choir. And then now it crazy. The school split all that. Now I'm president of this and it's, it's really been awesome because I get to work with Mr. Keith and we get to see these things develop. And I remember the other day that you were texting me and you're like, this was the most amazing rehearsal we've ever had. And you could feel that. It's just a different feeling than like sports and other other things that they've kept like, yeah, when getting game-winning football, touchdown, all that stuff, doing that game-winning shot, all that. That's great. But there's a different feeling. 
gives those kids that don't have a chance to have that athletic experience mm. these types of moments, you know? Well, so. if you could, if the both of you could speak on it, because I, I, you mentioned being president, which is an example, that's a great example of what I wanted to allude to. So don't get me wrong, I think expressing yourself and all that's great. I'm in radio. It's what I do. It's what we get on. If we're good, that's what we do when we get on air each morning. But I think that, and I asked, I asked Dominic earlier about the mindset when it comes to thinking of art and it being just put in this box. I feel like that's kind of an issue you run into when it comes to the arts, you think of, okay, well, they're expressing themselves, but how's that a tangible skill forward? But like I, speaking from my perspective as marching band, I had to count steps. I had to count music. I had to play the music correctly. I had to remember form. I had to be able to pay attention to stay in form and march line. Like there's so many skills that motor skills, et cetera, that are acceptable or, you know, tangible skills going forward that I feel like just get forgotten. It's just like, oh, they're just singing a song. I mean, unless they sing, what are they going to do with that? Because, and I think that's, I don't, I don't, maybe you can attest, I don't, you're a teacher, but I, I feel like that might be part of the issue as well, that it seems like they diminish what they else you actually learn. Singing a right? song. No, what, I'm with if you. they knew what happens in the classroom, they'd be, sometimes <laughs> I, I think if they hear our warm ups, they'd be like, whoa, what is that NASA going on in there? <laughs> this like science, you know, this is just crazy, crazy stimulative stuff that would go way beyond people, you know, the average. It's like the smart music things that we have to we do yeah. in class. Like, you really have to pay attention. It's more than just law. Oh, no. <laughs> you gotta, like, focus and you have to count You're out counting. Oh. There's technical aspects. They're thinking about muscles in their body. They're thinking about where they're placing the notes. They're thinking about memorizing words. They're thinking about emotion. We've talked about that. There, there's just so many elements that come together that you can't even, you know, there. It's infinite. Yeah. Well, like in last year, uh, my before you were here with, uh, we went to San Francisco and we went to a college course, or a little a class, like a seminar, or whatever, where we had to learn about what muscles we're using and how to make the notes sound good and all that. And it's it was in depth. I mean, I just. I'll be honest, last year I was one of the people that I was like, oh yeah, I'm just singing a song. But then like taking a step back this year and thinking it over the summer, and I'm like, I was doing way more than that. And it's crazy how you can see this. I would never think about what, how I need to have my tongue sit in my mouth, where, how I need to adjust, <laughs> have, have a space in my mouth so I can sing this note right. And it's just, it's really good to learn because you can pay attention more. Dominic, you went to USU, right, for... PR, right? That's yep, what it yep, was. Yep, we yep. talked about this. Um, is wait, is it something where you feel like? I guess could you compare kind of the college experience? Because I went, I went to college for film, and you went for PR. Where something, the difference maybe between college and, and high school is, I feel like when you obviously talk about colleges, it's not the same thing. You don't talk about these budget things. You you do you go there, you know what you want to do, you specialize. Sure. I mean, what do you think the big difference is? I mean, public funding is a big part of it. Why do you think there's such a difference between being able to, to do exactly what we want in college, but maybe not have the ability to kind of take the first steps in high school. I think that has to do with availability of what they offer at that school. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure there were different courses in your high school, McCall. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Jordan, earlier you are mentioning, oh, I wish they would have had certain technology when I, you know, so I graduated in 2003, right? And at that time, <laughs> at that time in our video department, I, I took a course, right, in video and I loved it, but we were working off of VHS tapes. You know? <laughs> I literally, my senior year, I was in charge of the the big video at the end and oh. we were like dubbing v, VCRs together with oh, yeah. those cords yeah. and there was tracking yeah. at the, ma the thing. The principal's like, I don't even know if we can show this. This is so bad. The tracking <laughs> is so bad. I'm like, it's not like you gave us technology to work with. <laughs> so the last time I actually saw a VHS tape was 
years ago. I don't yeah. even know how to. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to work. Well, yeah. I, I think what we're getting at here is that um, the advancements in technology are helping those artists out there, musicians, artists. Yeah. Uh, they are helping as far as uh, other subjects such as you know science, math, chemistry. Yeah, they're definitely advancing. I'm not saying they're not, but you can clearly see and and and, and yeah, both visually and audibly hear the differences between how people are creating art then as opposed to today um and so going back to your question yeah i I think it has to do with well what can the high school offer these students well not only technologies but certain professors right maybe there's or or teachers rather maybe there's teachers that show up it's just like oh let's just get this class done and over with you know (laughs) and they're really not passionate and and i don't know It, it, it just yeah it comes down to like who are we hiring what can we offer these students? Yeah. Because in the end, education is opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's opportunity to network. It's opportunity to express yourself and to b- develop your character. Well, I think um, along with that, you look into the comparison with, with sports and the arts program. Why, why is sports not the one thing that's cut in comparison to why is arts cut? And I love sports. I played volleyball all throughout high school. It's one of the things that I absolutely loved. I lived for volleyball. I mean, I'd start playing when open gym started in June or July or whenever. And then I'd be done after competitive season in March or April. And so I'd have like a two week or two month buy in the meantime, while I'm having this buy, I'm doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So I love sports. I'm a huge advocate for sports and playing sports in high school. But I think the comparison is you look at these theater classes, you look at these theater performances and the choir concerts and, you know, they charge two, $3 maybe for people to come in to see it and maybe a couple hundred people show up. Um, but you look at the sporting events and they're charging five bucks and you get thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Plus you've got all of these things that have to be funded. Um, so when you're playing sports, you know, you've got to fund your jerseys, your shoes, your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and yeah, your assistance, you got to pay for all of that. And so it comes directly out of the parents' pockets. So I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's not cut. But the question is, I'll, I'll ask you, Jordan, um, do we need to be charging extra for these sorts of things? Is this something that, that, that would solve it if we charged extra? I mean, I know for madrigals and stuff that I was in over at Bear River, I know that we had to pay extra for it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you know, you compare it to like a full football team of Mm -hmm. how much they're putting up. That is one thing that just kind of irks. The mm-hmm. choral directors and Absolutely. band directors, and or you know, we we see what these you know athletic these athletic um, games and stuff are bringing in, and we're just like, man, you know, um, I have I have some friends that have really really big show choirs. They mm-hmm. do like Broadway type performances, cool. and they put on these really really cool shows, and they they're able to get away with the $15, $20 ticket because people know they're, they're getting, they're expecting like this really amazing show. Mm -hmm. And it's like a once a year type thing, you know, but you know, I, on the other side, there's educators that feel like, why should we limit the opportunity of somebody coming to see this amazing art Mm -hmm. performance, you know, and we want everyone to have access to it. We don't want the parents to have to be like, Oh, sorry, I can't go watch you perform tonight because I don't have two bucks. I don't have three bucks. Mm -hmm. I worked with the band director that was, completely just anti we will not charge anybody to come in and watch our band performance and i you know i was i was kind of somewhere in the middle because you have to have the money you have to be able to fund you have to be able to purchase the music the costumes and create the show Mm -hmm. but you also want them to come so how do you get to a point where where you 
are bringing in that kind of that kind of thing. If you're bringing in $15, $20 a ticket, how do you get to that point? Because obviously you have to <laughs> put out that kind of money before you see your return on investment yeah. or however you want to say. When do you get to that point? It's all about exposure. It's all about the pride of the students that are performing and you know, getting their name out mm-hmm. there and just really just selling. A, I mean, you saw us practicing the other day. It was in amazing. The, it was in amazing. In the commons yes, area. We didn't have it. A, we don't have an area that we can dance. And so we just go out into the main commons area. And that's the kind of stuff like that's going to get us out there. We're going to perform in assemblies and, and let everybody know we have bumper stickers and yes. shirts and fan club yeah, shirts just like, right now. <laughs> yeah. We want people to, to know like encores out there. Come and support us. And I think it's just all about exposure. Well, can I backing you, it up? Can yeah. I ask you a question? So, football and sports, and I I played lacrosse, so I love sports too. Is is extracurricular? Whereas I think, and I think you'd make the argument. Do you think it's a thing where they think football is extracurricular, choir performance, band performance are extracurricular? Oh, so man. it's basically busy. But is that what the problem is? Is they don't see it? They don't see it as an education because we've talked about the benefits, the the numbers, the muscle memory, <laughs> and all that. How it really is education, but they they see it as an extracurricular. So then it just comes down to okay, well this one makes more money, so it's more self sustainable. Do you think that's right. part of the problem? And this is. The, another thing that just gets me going because here we are. I I provide a grade, you know, like yeah. they actually come to school and get a grade. It means so, you actually have to pay attention, right? And it's not and like you just it's give not out after school, and it's not just something that's not on their schedule, you know. So uh, to me, I'm you know when people are saying, "Oh, I don't need to go to that class. I don't need to go to that performance. This is just extracurricular." To me, this is not extracurricular. This Absolutely. is very much a part of their everyday scholastic achievements, and um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't see. So I got that. something to add on there. So I mean, I I played sports too. I right. actually played soccer for okay. up until this year. I'm done with that because I'm focusing on music. Because <laughs> one thing that I've noticed when being on both sides is for music, like I like you heard me say today, like Mr. Keith, like today. It's our encore family. Sing to your encore family. Mm-hmm. Whereas a sport, yeah, you can act like family, but you want to get noticed. Yeah, you want to show that you're better than everyone else on your team. You don't want it. You don't want to out. Stop you don't want it. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But you want to show everyone you're better. Well, just absolutely. To get more attention. And you look at that because when when you're singing, when you're in theater, when you're in choir type thing, you can't sing out necessarily because mm-hmm. you have to be blending with people and you have to be able to create that team type feeling you have to because immediately you know as soon as someone's singing out too mm-hmm. loud or and not blending oh, yeah. because it sticks out like a sore thumb and you can tell exactly yeah. who it is and you're like bro That's sit good. down you like, know everyone's voice and like like uh like you were saying there i mean there's a it's kinks to work out it yeah really is absolutely every time but really everyone in choirs well so far in choirs everyone loves each other yeah like i could i could honestly say right now if anyone in that in my group and my encore group needs something or someone i would go i would be up at three o'clock in the morning to help. That's, that's why he's so an cool awesome president that's that awesome. so cool to hear that it really is no we had a girl that just moved here and he's like hey can i get her number i want to go over and visit her and welcome Aww, her i was like cool. austin you are amazing that's so cool <laughs> bravo anyway or brava uh bravo. dominic can i ask you a question so you mentioned how so you graduated 2013 um, 2003. Had, sorry, apologies. <laughs> 2003. You can make I was, me I was older. Aging, cool. I was, you're making me younger. In uh, the technology, because my film program at Purdue is the same way. When it started, it was a very small thing, but they had sure. a, they had hired on very passionate professors, and they turned it into its own thing. Do you think that 
that could be like going forward because animation I think we can agree I'm self-professed dork and a huge nerd that when video games started it was like oh whatever and then graphics and animation has become this huge thing that's part oh, yeah. of business do you think that like you're a videographer that that becoming bigger and bigger will come down to the high school level which could be part of like a savings grace for arts and schools absolutely yeah in fact there's certain schools here that are teaching um programs like after effects um where it's very <clears throat> excuse me it's very focused on 2d animation mm-hmm. uh and even diving into 3d animation um it's it's giving students the opportunity to and, and those programs are not cheap right you know they're, they're not cheap they come with a price uh, but it's giving these students this this advantage uh, so when I, you know, first started working um, in this industry, in the filmmaking industry, you know, I was meeting uh, younger guys and gals that are like, oh, yeah, I know After Effects. And I know how to do this. I'm like, what? How did you <laughs> like you're so young? You know, and it's because they had that advantage. They had that early start um, where, yeah, some of the schools are offering that. And I, you know, I always question. Um, how do I say this? So I don't know if you guys know this, but if you were to work at Pixar, Everyone there has to take drawing courses, even if you're in the accounting, even if you're like, oh, wow. uh, yeah, front desk. Bad. You don't have to be an animator, but you have to take drawing courses. And you know why that is? Well, here's my theory. I don't know why, but <laughs> my theory <laughs> I is. Tell us. I was excited. <laughs> my theory is that um, if you can if you can visually tell a story, you're that much better of a person. You're that much better of a communicator. Right? right. And I'm not saying drawing is the greatest course ever and we should all do it. I'm, I'm saying that um, if if your company like Pixar is all about visually storytelling, yeah, you should require that all your employees know how to get the basic. I shouldn't say basic, right? I, yeah, <laughs> get the <laughs> get the basics down, you know, the fundamentals of, of, of visually storytelling. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Those are my thoughts there. You know, you saying how students are coming out knowing After Effects and you're just like blown away. Like, yeah. that's not something you should know yet. I felt the same way. I actually got my degree at BYU uh-huh. in media music and I knew nothing about Pro Tools and Logic and, you know, mm. all these crazy, you know, um, sound, sound recording uh, programs. And here are now that these kids, a few years after me, were, you know, GarageBand came around and... They're getting on and downloading all these free downloads on the internet and they're just learning how to do all that. And then they come in and they're just wiping us away because they knew that from when they were like 12 years old, you know? Oh so yeah. That just it's, reminded me of that. So. That is amazing. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. McCall, do you have any last questions? I I mean, I really don't have any last questions. I actually have a, have a quote. It's kind of a long quote, but <laughs> sorry. Sure, um, it's from Eric Wall, and he says, I must remember this over and over. The purpose of art is not to produce a product. The purpose of art is to produce thinking. The secret is not the mechanics or technical skill that creates art, but the process of introspection and different levels um, of contemplation that generate it. Once you learn to embrace this process, your creative potential is limitless. Artwork could be an active verb, a lens by which to view the world, not a passive noun. A planting that sits dormant, a painting that sits dormant in a museum. Creativity lies not in the done, but in the doing. Art is always active and incomplete, always shifting, always becoming. Art is a sneak peek into the future of potential of what could be, not a past result of what has already been done. Art's a process, not a product. Art is a human act. Art is risky. It's generous, courageous, proactive, provocative, and you can be perfect or you can make 
art. You can keep track of what you will get in return for your effort. Um, or you can make art. You can enjoy the status quo or you can make art. Beautiful. Put that in our room. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> I, that actually reminds me of something last year, or like for songs. Uh, there was a song that we were singing called I Am Not Yours. And when we sang through it first, we were like, yeah, what does this mean? But then she, uh, we sat down and we were like, okay, what emotions do we feel? What does this mean? And we came up, we came up with at least 10 different things. Like, uh, what if it means that you don't belong to this person? Mm-hmm. Or what if it means that this thing doesn't define you? And crazy things like that that you have to think about with music. It's not just a set in stone like, this song means you're happy. Or this is this. No, it's one, even like one note can mean different things. It's a completely different language. You're speaking a completely different language when you're singing, when you're in theater, when you're painting, whatever you're doing with the arts, it's a completely brand new language. Yeah. I, any last thoughts? Uh, thank you again, everyone. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. But if any last thoughts, please. Yeah, please. just one last thought. I was actually watching um, this little uh, documentary featuring Jim Carrey, and I don't know if you guys know this. But he really got involved. I love this. <laughs> okay, you watched it. It was, so good. it was very good. I shared I it with my Jim wife. Carrey. She's very much an artist, and art is about creating, and that's my soul. I love to create. I really do. And he talks, Jim Carrey talks about how art keeps him in the present. He's not worried about his past or thinking about the past. He's not worried about his future. Art, painting, singing, playing in band, whatever it is, you are very much in the present. And that's the difference between (laughs) when I was young, oh, I used to play all the time, but now I'm an adult and all I'm doing is adulting. Well, it's because you're not in the present. You know what I mean? That's what it comes down to. Kids have fun because they're in the present. That's what we're missing. We need to be in the present more. At least that's that's how I take it. Is, is art keeps you in the present. Well, not only not only just keeps you in the present, it helps you remember the past too. Because mm. there's songs that, I mean, every culture has songs. You can look back to like songs and like, oh, that song talks about this part of history. So it it's more than just present. You can even future sometimes. Not as much, but. Techno music, not really. That sounds good, <laughs> but but just things like that. Like it really does keep you in present, but it also helps remind you of the past. So like like you said before, uh, it really is. It talks about many different subjects more than just music. And all. I do have one final thought. Um, I had a student a few years ago. He was incredible, just so charismatic. I I told him, I'm like, you need to go host some show on some network, and just you would everyone would love you. And I I talked him into being in our show choir, you know, and he was a little hesitant about it. But I saw him a few years ago. He he was in it his, I think his junior and senior year. And we had this awesome California tour that we did. We went to Hollywood. We did this big show choir competition and stuff. I saw him a few years ago at a wedding. And, you know, he's all grown up now. It's kind of weird to see your students (laughs) just come back and you're like, whoa, what happened? Where'd you come from? You know? (laughs) And he said, you know, Mr. Keith, I have to say that... You know, I was involved in so many things in high school. I did so much. And when I think about it, when I was on stage performing with that choir, that is the highlight of my high school career. That yeah. is what some days that is what I live for is just going oh, through yeah. those memories. Absolutely. And so how can you put a price tag on that? You know, you can't. Most of my best stories are from marching band. So <laughs> there you go. I'm with That's you. It. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, Austin. I'm going to get this wrong. President of choirs. President of Encore. President of Encore. I'm gonna. I mix. I keep mixing Jordan up Keith. your first and last name. Jordan I, Keith. I keep wanting to call you Keith. You know, Jordan. funny story. Just since we're gonna. Yeah, I have to tell you this story. I was in New York, you know, 
and there was a somebody said Keith Jordan I was at the hospital they said Keith Jordan please come up and I went up and there was this other you know African-American guy I'm like <laughs> whoa like are you Keith Jordan I'm like I'm Jordan Keith I thought they just switched their names around <laughs> there oh, are no. Keith Jordans out there but yes I am Jordan Keith just random Jordan Keith, <laughs> uh, Skyview teacher leader yep. of encore mm-hmm. choir choir also Dominic but how do you say your last name? Uh, Bonnie. 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 I don't think I've ever heard it out loud. Leader of videography for Cash Valley Media Group. McCall. Hello. <laughs> it all speaks for itself. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming in. We really appreciate it. No problem. This Thanks is for having us. This has been AJ McCall. Drop the mic. Episode two. Yay.